Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in 610 Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN, August 30th, 2023. Glad to have you back with us. Wednesday morning, and we are starting things out today at 60. Is that right? 60 degrees, my goodness. And uh, be bumping up a little bit, obviously, here throughout the course of the day, hiding the upper 80s. Uh, today, tomorrow, in the mid to 90s, triple digits on Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, maybe Tuesday, just a little bit under triple, but couple of days here, including uh, about as good a weather. I, I think you could call this about as good a weather as you could hope for. Maybe you, I mean, if you're being really picky, you would take another five, seven degrees cooler for uh, the Memorial Stadium event tonight. But all in all, not too bad. Uh, no precipitation in the forecast. A little bit of breeze, but like I said, uh <laughs> With as worried as they were getting that TerraFlex floor, floor, like having any moisture on it, uh, I am glad glad that they're not going to have to freak out about that. I don't know if they have a tarp ready or what it was going to be in case there was rain, but that was a bad deal. That was like the wizard, uh, the wicked witch of the of the east, potentially getting water on her and melting with that floor. From what I understand, it so everything's a go set for that, of course, and I'm going to be out there. Tonight, Caleb will be out there. Tonight, you can hear it if you don't have tickets. By the way, I wonder what the check on the third-party ticket prices are right now. Um, But uh, Caleb will be out there covering it. I'll be out there with my family as a fan. And you can hear it, of course, right here on KLIN tonight if you don't have the the benefit of being out there. Pre-game is going to start at 6. First serve is going to start around 7. Now, keep in mind, there's a game... A match, I should say, prior to the Nebraska Omaha match, and so when that finishes, they'll you know clear the court. After that, they'll get into warmups, and so it might be a little bit after seven that they get started with that second match. So something to be aware of, and and uh, but that that's just kind of two for your planning on when you're getting. I'm trying to figure out when we're going to get there tonight as well. What if are we you're looking for? Two tickets together. It is fifty five dollars each. Fifty-five dollars each for two together. That's the cheapest. To, that's a that's, get in the door that, price that's for in the door. In the door for two together. Yes. Okay. Yeah, might get a little drop. I don't know. It's it's always hard to know how to play the market on these things for tickets to concerts or games or anything like. And those else. are in South Stadium, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> Everybody yesterday on social media was taking pictures to give you an idea of the view from the various parts of the stadium yesterday. I saw a couple of them, Caleb, from uh, the upper corner in the Southeast Stadium. That looks like a long ways away to watch a volleyball yep. game. Watching it on the screens in there. But look, you want to be you're still in the building. That's what you want to be. Um and so good luck for for that. I I don't know. I don't know exactly how far mine up. I know I'm I know mine are in the North Stadium, but I don't know exactly how far up they are. The other thing that it's probably worth mentioning is that if you're thinking and worrying about parking and where you're going to park, there is going to be bus service to this game 
from various locations around town. Uh, they will drop you off. I believe the staging area for that is going to be by the lead center. And so uh, they've got a couple of spots. I know South Point, I don't have them in front of me, but there's a couple of spots, two, three, four spots around the city that you can get on those buses for a fee and and get a ride down to the game if you don't want to have your car there and you don't want to worry about parking. So that is something that you can do, too. Yeah, there's a whole big write-up at KLIN.com. If you just click on KLIN News and go back further into that, they've got all the notes on traffic situation and, and parking and um and then just a lot of notes from UNL on, on how all of that's working. Okay. Uh, so that is obviously the uh, the big story today. And uh, and then after the volleyball games, uh, the Scotty McCreary concert, he was in there doing some, some practice, some sound checks last night. The teams were there practicing last night as well. There were a lot of... A lot of pictures, a lot of people checking what that situation is out. You got a lot of national media here today as well to cover this, not only from B- BTN, who's going to actually going to be televising it, but to a whole bunch of other print media. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be fun to just kind of see the reaction to this around the country to what the write-ups are like and what everybody is saying about this whole thing. But I'm just, I don't know what to expect that it is going to feel like tonight. I've obviously been in Memorial Stadium. I've obviously been at a volleyball game. I don't know quite, I know the energy will be probably very high, but I just, it's hard to imagine what it's going to be like, and and I'm I'm excited to find out throughout this whole yeah. thing, but it uh, should be a good time tonight at Memorial Stadium. Uh, and then we've got this, uh, <laughs> after we were talking yesterday pretty extensively about, hey, is there any way that the governor and the, excuse me, excuse me I should say the state and the city could come together on this jail thing and maybe sit back down after everything that's happened. Uh, it sounds like maybe they have. Um, Mark, we have a report that there is going to be a press conference today that is going to be a joint press conference between the governor and the mayor. What do we know about this right now? It's going to be held at noon at the uh, Correctional Center's uh, center office, uh, central location. Uh, that's literally all that we know. <laughs> Just a bevy of information. We got new, we got time, and we got location. And we don't have anything about like if you're supposed to bring snacks or anything. Uh, okay. Well, no, it's not open to the public. Okay. Uh, so that, that, okay, don't bring building, snacks. That building is a secure location, uh, and it will uh, allow credentialed media into it. Ten Eleven. Uh, I saw their website. They are going to uh, be streaming it. Ooh, or, interesting. Or possibly uh, cutting to it in their new newscast. Well, so, I... Uh, so, it, uh, yeah, I'm, my guess is they've come to some type of better location understanding. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, listen, if I, this is alert, wild speculation by me here, but I don't think you do this. But we, we said it on the show yesterday. Um, uh, Mark and I talked about it pretty extensively in that it feels like almost every entity prefers the idea of the prison being somewhere else other than it is, whether it's the state, whether it's the city, whether it's the people in the city, for the most part. Um, and there apparently is this city land that exists that we learned uh, through the appearance of the governor's call-in show. And so it stands to reason, as we talked extensively about yesterday, to figure out a way to get on the same page, sit down, and perhaps this week still figure out a way to make this happen, what everybody wants. And Mark, it would, hopefully, it would appear that that's exactly what's going to happen here at this point. But the question still exists, and we got into this pretty extensively yesterday, is like, 
okay, how far down the road is any property acquisition for the state? Um, what has to happen to undo that to the extent it is fairly far down the road? And is the city going to change their mind about selling that land? But I would say the fact that they're both going to appear on a press conference is promising for all of those things, at, at very least. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't recall ever having a joint news conference uh, of the governor and the, the mayor. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, that's not <laughs> not during the Ricketts administration. Ricketts, Beitler, Ricketts, Hitler, Baird. Uh, they may have been at the same event, but I don't recall a news conference. Yeah, they're um, at the same event. I think pretty frequently, but a news a planned news conference held by the two of them and, feels uh, fairly rare. Paul Hamill uh, has a, com- a little more information. I I don't know where he got this information, but. Uh, in the Nebraska Examiner, he said east of the landfill, about 417 acres is owned by the city that some local residents and, and of course, there was heavy pushback at the council meeting on Monday night. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the uh, public commenters referenced the governor on KLIN Monday afternoon. Yeah. And I'm, I'm... so we had that in the newscast. Yeah, I mean, that was, honestly, that whole thing, it feels like that whole thing and that conversation on that show set this thing moving a little bit. And and now maybe there are things going on in the background, but like I said yesterday, there'd been 10, 11 days that had passed, right? And there hadn't been any movement on that. And and then uh, after that, uh, you're right, there was a city council meeting, the things that were said on that show, uh, and now they're getting together just a couple of days later. so, so the, the, it's about a 400 acre site, according to county property tax records that the Nebraska examiner looked at, uh, just east of the landfill, about 70th and McKelvey road. Uh, okay. and the, the former, uh, warden, I believe down at Tecumseh, who is now a instructor at Southeast community college. Um, can't think of his first name. Gage is his last name. Okay. Uh, he weighed in, uh, in Paul Hamill's interview. So I think. That's really a, a good article, uh, and it gives you a lot of the de- details on this proposed or this preferred site because they had the uh, capacity and the, the the manpower, the people power to to research the county property records and and look at all of that. So, okay, Brian Gage, by the way, is the Brian. yeah. Now, four. It's interesting because four hundred seventeen acres that city owns right there, as compared to the other site. On 305. Yeah, which is, okay, 305. I was just around 300, as I understood it, about 112th and Adam. Adam's at that part. And so it's a similar size. It's actually a larger size uh, in terms of the actual land itself. And and much more rural, uh, much less uh, densely populated uh, north of the interstate. uh, Right. All all things that, uh, uh, and the other thing that um, came out, I believe it was in the council meeting, but we also had some uh, information when we talked about the 112th and Adams, that was actually the Eastern corner. Uh, it actually backed yeah. up almost to, I think 90. Oh, oh, into the nineties. I thought it was going to say a hundred second, but yeah, way second, not hundred. Yeah. And the previous, uh, one of the previous articles I read about it, one of the homeowners out there said, Hey, I'm tired of them calling it 112th because 112th is not as far West as it goes. It goes further as you were just alluding yep. to goes into the, uh, into the 90s as well but yeah it's interesting that examiner article the the warden at the brian gage the warden of the Tecumseh state prison he was i mean he basically said this is a way better spot 
Is, right. I mean, just to sum up what he said about this, he, way less hassle, way more desirable there on that whole thing. And it just goes to everything we were talking about yesterday, that it seems to be add another person to the growing chorus of unanimity that says that is a better spot north of the interstate than is uh, to the east of the city of Lincoln out there. And Actually, the, the, the 70th and McKelvey, that location would be kind of to the south and east of the landfill. Uh, it's closer to so I-70 than... South uh, and east. Okay, so not... So it's it's really uh, just north of I-70 and... Uh, or, or I-80 I, I I and 70th. <laughs> Got it, I-80. I was like, wait, we're going to Missouri here with this thing? Okay, I yes, I-80 and 70th. So a little bit further south than where the landfill is, is what you're saying, uh, though. Yeah, I mean, the landfill is basically up on, you, you enter it on Bluff Road. I mean, the interstate is the border of the plot, of the actual plot, right? I believe uh, I believe that's I believe correct. that's a, that's that's the southern border right there. Believe, yeah. yeah. And and that that's kind of convenient because that essentially, right, is stops any development coming from there at that point. You know, correct. That, that's borders up against the interstate. You're not you're not going to have anything running right into that whole thing. So <laughs> Uh, that, this is interesting. I, uh, as part of this, a spokesperson, this is in Paul Hamill's article, a spokesperson for the Lincoln mayor in response to queries by the examiner said Tuesday to be patient. A couple of hours later, the joint press conference was announced by the governor's office. Was now that they, like a be patient wink, wink? <laughs> the, so yeah, it sounds like some kind of reconsideration is, is in the works here. And I think your statement yesterday that the city may have overplayed their hand on this initially yeah. um, may be coming to fruition, and we only yep. have about uh, five hours and 40, uh, 37 minutes well, to uh, find out. As I said yesterday, and I think and I think you were kind of agreeing, I was like, there's no, there's no reason this can't be done this week here at this point, at least the, the beginning of figuring this whole thing out, and that sounds like that is what is happening here, so... Yeah, I mean, if the city really wants uh, development property, that 112th and, and Adams is a lot better development property for the city than north of the interstate. Right. Yeah, right. What was this? That's a good question, Mark. I hadn't even thought about that, but what were, what's the city going to do with that? I know it well, probably it, was part of a larger area that they got, you know, and then the, the landfill got put out there, but I wonder what was going to happen with that anyway. Um, if that was potential industrial development type situation there or you know well, I think throw close, it in with the google deal that could that be could be uh you know that it's not easy access off of i-80 though right there uh because yeah because where's the exit 56 yes yeah, so you got to go 56 and come back around you if you're go coming from the bluff road the unless they put a an, an access road yeah but i could also see uh you know if the prison is right there and and other support mechanisms i could easily see uh an exit being constructed at 70th right yeah exactly now this is interesting james michael bowers was quoted in that article too he said if it was up to him state would save some money and build a new prison on land it already owns in south lincoln next to the prison facility it's designed to replace the aging nebraska state penitentiary so he's saying hey actually i got a better option than either of these he wants to put it right in the area where the state pen is right now which feels 
a whole bunch more in the middle of the city than either of those places, frankly. Right. Um, and, I, and, and so I don't know that I'd... Now, I understand he's represent. He's talking about two plots of land that I believe are either within or adjacent to his district that he represents. And so he probably would just as soon see it in someone else's district. But I don't know that I can agree with that. Well, I would uh, think that the current the site of the current penitentiary has a lot more development potential. A hundred percent. Definitely it does. Commercial, residential, whatever going forward. Right. Yes. than it does uh, in that area. But uh, yeah. having uh, this option, uh, and well, like I said, we'll know shortly after noon, is yeah. my guess. Uh, by the way, that, that spot that he's talking about, 140 acres of the state-owned land lies south of the state pen, though it's d- dissected by a railroad line. And so, 140 acres, quite frankly, isn't big It's kind of smaller. Yeah, let's not put it there. I don't like that idea. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, James. But let's just be happy that we got it out of... Uh, well... Listen, don't count your chickens before it's hatched. It looks like we've got something going in the right direction with this. All right, there you go. That's what's going on this uh, morning. Yes. One other thing. I just yes. posted it. Um, let me get the, the uh, according to a story uh, posted early this morning in the Daily Nebraskan, Chancellor Dr. Ronnie Bennett has been subpoenaed for communications with Brett Favre on that volleyball. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, Oh gosh! I'll, I'll have some. Uh, I'll, have you, that, I'll have that story at six thirty. Just what they want to hear over there about the admin offices at Nebraska right now. Oh. All right, sixth and Pine Lake Road, across from South Point Mall, near PetSmart. You can check it out. You can also come in and try the Good Feet Feeling today: comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief at the Good Feet Store. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln, and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a one hundred dollar prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, time to jump into our sound off. But first, Fantasy Huskers. Time to text in that magic word, keyword of the day, and potentially get yourself a pick. Only two days left. Oh, we got two more picks today. We got four tomorrow. And you got to pick exactly how many points there are scored by Nebraska in that game. So, Caleb, what is our word for the day? Well, of course, it's Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Volleyball! V-O-L-L-E-Y-B-A-L-L. Volleyball is the word of the day. And yes, if you text that in right now, here in the next half hour, you'll have a chance to get the pick, and you can pick how many points are going to be scored by Nebraska. Do you have our points up there, exactly what's been picked so far? Yeah, so Gryffindor, well, I'll I'll go smallest to largest. Nancy said 16, Gryffindor, Steph, 19, Wade, 21, and the Jeremy, 27. Okay. All right, so that is what's on the board. The ones that are open for you there right now uh, are going to be ones that you can pick and uh, potentially get yourself that prize package from Alumni Hall and Valentino's total of $100 prize package. Another chance today at 810, and then we'll double them up tomorrow, so we'll have two winners at 635 or two pickers at 635 Mm -hmm. and then two pickers at 810 Tomorrow, and then, yeah, we get ready. By the way, show tomorrow is the Friday Husker Tailgate show. So a little bit different. Normally, that'll be on Fridays going forward. But tomorrow, Thursday, we're going to have a special guest host, Josh Peterson from our sister station, 1620 The Zone. Mike Schaefer is going to be out in Minneapolis. 
and he is going to be making that trip to Minneapolis. So he'll join us by phone during the show, and then a little bit later we'll have Greg Sharp on the show. We'll have all the things that you've come to expect, opposition, disposition. Uh, we're going to be doing the picks. We're going to be having the Husker morning drive, and we're going to get you all set for that Nebraska game against Minnesota. So there you go. That is coming up tomorrow on the show. Let's get into the sound off, shall we? Let's delve in right now. Uh, things that we've got going on today. We will start today with the latest on the 2024 election, the latest on the 2024 candidates, including that trial date for President Trump on one of the cases. So we're, I've, I've said it several times. You don't need me to say to tell you next year is going to be crazy with with whatever legal happenings are going on during the presidential season combined with combined with obviously the election itself. And they're going to run right into each other if this latest ruling stands on when the trial date is going to be. Ahead of the start of Trump's March 4th election interference trial, primary voters will decide 10% of the Republican delegates. Assuming a four to six week trial, more than two thirds of the delegates are up for grabs during the trial. 19 to 26% could be determined after. On foreign policy, Vivek Ramaswamy defended his controversial positions in the American conservative, writing he would quote, accept Russian control of the occupied territories and pledge to block Ukraine candidacy for NATO in exchange for Russia exiting its military alliance with China. Republicans like Christie, Mike Pence, and Nikki Haley have ripped his foreign policy as naive. Ramaswamy's website also referred to Haley as Nimarata, a misspelling of her legal first name. All right, are we developing a little bit of an intra-rivalry within the Republican field? The The Nikki Haley Ramaswamy exchange where um, she said something to the effect of you've got very little foreign exper- policy experience and it shows that was kind of one of the the clips that got played repeatedly after the debate was over. You look at the polling and and they're all a little bit different, so it's hard to know exactly which one to go with. But it seems like the narrative that you're healing, hearing generally um, is that Haley may have been the big winner polling wise after the whole thing was over. So, man, um <laughs> It, it maybe and we talked about it before. I thought maybe it was going to be Tim Scott. Maybe it was going to be Nikki Haley. I thought they had the best opportunities in this whole thing. Yeah, you and, were big on Tim Scott from the yeah maybe early on. It may be time to back off that whole thing. <laughs> so uh, completely. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I don't know if he's dynamic enough with with his personality, but we'll see it. But I feel like one of them probably is going to rise up. A little bit um, just because of their role as I don't know if being establishment is the right word, but having, you know, be being seated right, you know, being seated, having federal more federal experience than the people who are mm-hmm. in front of them, except for Trump, obviously, who had been the president at this point. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that is that is the latest there. And as we heard earlier, uh, I think it was from Fox, we heard that Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, is that one's over. So. You can all reflect on our favorite moments of the Francis Suarez campaign for president. Surprisingly, did not end up working out. He didn't make the first debate stage, and so he has decided that he is not going to be uh, continuing to go forward. And that's going to happen. That'll happen probably more frequently as we get going because eventually money dries up. (laughs) Money dries up, and it's hard to pay the people on your staff. It's hard to pay what it takes to travel around to the country Mm -hmm. and do campaigning. It's hard to do all of those things. And so um, I, I completely 
I, I completely expect that to happen more often, probably some after the second debate. But then after the first round of primaries, Iowa, New Hampshire, if you've got people who aren't making the top three, that's going to be that that thing's going to get pared down pretty quickly after that. And you're going to start to talk about two, three, four, probably in the race that are the only serious ones. Mm-hmm. Now, is that going to be Trump? Is, I mean, Trump, DeSantis, are we going to get down to that? Is Ramaswamy going to continue to be a factor in this whole thing? Or, um, you know, is Haley or Scott going to going to be in that group as well? But it won't it won't take long once that all gets going for that thing to be pared down very significantly. Um, all right. Other things that we've got going on right now. Um, let's go to this one here. This is interesting. So you've got a company that is interested in in uh, going down to the Titanic, which why would you want to do that after the stories that we've had about that most recently? <laughs> oh, no. That is interested in going down to the Titanic and start to go through and find um, some of the remnants that are there, get them out, pull them back up, and preserve them. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. government, the British government as well, is saying, wait a second, no, you're not going down there. We've got that preserved. We want that to be as it is. So uh, let's hear a little bit about this whole process. RMS Titanic Incorporated, a Georgia-based firm that owns the salvage rights to the shipwreck in the North Atlantic, is planning a 2024 expedition to recover items ranging from silverware to the ship's radio used to send distress calls. The U.S. government filing a lawsuit in Norfolk, Virginia, alleging this would deprive the wreck from protections Congress granted it and violate a pact with Britain to treat the site as a memorial to those who died when the vessel sank in 1912. RMST has said it does not intend to seek a permit. The suit states it needs approval from the U.S. Secretary of Commerce. The challenge more than two months after the Titan submersible imploded near the Titanic wreck, killing five people. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. It's been two months. Is that right? It doesn't feel like it's been that long ago. I think I would just let that be. That's what I think. I think I would just let that be. Uh, We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, Prescription price is big in the news right now, uh, especially for those on Medicare. Uh, this is the Biden administration that is negotiating directly with the drug makers to set the price levels for some specific drugs that are ones that are significantly used by people on Medicare. These may be of interest to you. Take a listen. A centerpiece to President Biden's Inflation Reduction Act was a provision authorizing Medicare to negotiate directly with drug makers to reduce the price of prescription drugs for seniors. The administration has listed 10 drugs the program will start with, including Jardiance, a diabetes medication, and Eliquis, a blood thinner, Inestro, a heart treatment, and Enbrel, arthritis medication, are also on the list. Drug companies refusing to take part in the program could face steeper taxes. The provision is not without controversy, facing heavy criticism from Republicans and lawsuits from several pharmaceutical companies. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right. So some of those most significant ones, it could be, I mean, obviously we've had plenty of discussions, too, about some of these specific drugs that are in high demand, whether we're talking about insulin, whether we're talking about some of these diabetes drugs as well that are just through the, I mean, for us at our house, it's been EpiPens Mm -hmm. that have been incredibly, incredibly high. Um, And there's that real balance that comes, hey, right, does the government step in and regulate the market 
or does um or or do you just say to these people hey you know this is what it is this is the way our healthcare system works on this one too but that that one deals with medicare specifically well some of that is my question of because he said in that in in that soundbite if you don't cooperate with the government program on the negotiations for cheaper prices which we can i think it's a you you would get almost 100% of people saying the prices should be cheaper uh, especially for for folks that need that that system but if you don't cooperate with it, you get taxed higher. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, see, that's the part where it comes in. It's like, I think the, the prices should be cheaper, but that feels a little bit of, a, of an attack from the government yep. on what they're doing. with, with Hey, that's the way America's set up right now yep. with the healthcare system and with capitalism. 100%. Uh, now, have you been ever in a, an airplane and you've heard either... Uh, I'm going to be careful saying this. You heard either a baby crying or you've had kids, young kids in a family sitting around. And you're like, if only there was a way that I could just sit in a section that would be guaranteed to be away from people under a certain age. Hey. Now, you're kind of, it feels like you're kind of a jerk if you're saying that. Maybe not. I don't know. I've never been in the situation. So I, I think can't a lot more people, I think a lot more people think thing. that than say it out loud. Yes. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely true. Now that said, uh, you're going to have that option on certain airlines. Ooh. Now, if you wish, willing to pay a pretty penny, if you fly, you know, kids can be noisy and disruptive in small confined airplane spaces. The Turkish Dutch airline Corindon may have a solution for that. It's the first European airline to test an adults only zone for passengers 16 and older. You'll have to pay for the privilege, though, about $50 more for a one-way ticket. And for now, the kids-free zones are only available on flights between Amsterdam and Curacao. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. So in the incredibly specific situation that you're looking to go between Amsterdam and Curacao, (laughs) you're... And you, three things, incredibly specific situation. You're going between Amsterdam and Curacao, don't care for children. You've got the perfect flight situation for you. Just checking all the boxes. Uh, all right. What else do we have going on today? Oh, yeah. We get back real quick to the 2024 presidential debate. We played the audio after it happened when Vivek Ramaswamy uh, did his um, karaoke version of Eminem at the Iowa yeah, State Fair. Yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed that because it's not going to be happening a whole <laughs> lot anymore. GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy has said the song Lose Yourself by Eminem is his favorite walkout song on the campaign trail. But it looks like Ramaswamy will have to find a new anthem. After Eminem's music licensor, BMI, reportedly told the campaign his music can no longer be played at campaign events. It comes after Ramaswamy wrapped a portion of Lose Yourself on a stage at the Iowa State Fair. Ramaswamy on social media shared the article by the Daily Mail, tagging the rapper whose real name is Marshall Mathers, saying, quote, Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? Referencing another popular song by Mathers. Yeah, Ryan Schmelz, no. Fox no, News. No, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> We understood that. Tell me all of the other references, please. <laughs> uh, you ever seen a commercial on TV for uh, food and you're like, oh, that looks really good. And then you go to the restaurant and you're like, that is not what it looked like on TV whatsoever. All the time. All the time. Well, it's time 
to get litigious about that, at least for some people, when they went to Burger King and they got their Whopper and they're like, that does not look like it did on TV. Burger King will be forced to answer the age-old question, where's the beef in a class action lawsuit against the burger joint chain? Plaintiffs complaining Burger King ads show the famed Whopper sandwich to be 35% bigger than it actually is, exaggerating their size and amounting to a breach of contract with customers. Burger King says it does not comment on pending litigation. Similar lawsuits have been filed against McDonald's and Wendy's. Sue Guzman, Fox News. I, I don't know. Do they look that different? Is that... Is that re- don't they just aren't they using uh you know for frozen quarter pound patties or something like that i assume and and that they're all kind of the same size but i guess they use something different in the in the picture as well yeah i mean the the burger pictures always do look that's true like the big mac and the whoppers always look bigger well and there there are a lot of times that in the pictures i remember watching a documentary on this would have been several years back that in the advertising the the cheese or any of the condiments and anything on the actual burger that you see and you're like man that that looks like a plump burger just full of stuff on there it would be right. plastic or other just non-edible things because in the picture you can't tell you can't smell it yeah. in the same way so a lot of times in the advertising they're not even rolling out 100% of what the burger actually is yeah yeah, absolutely. And then uh, last but not least, R.I.P. Bob Barker. We talked about this. He mm-hmm. passed away uh, yesterday and uh, Thursday night. Not that there's anything else you want to be watching Thursday night, so maybe set your DVR. But on Thursday night, they're going to have a special tribute on CBS to Bob Barker. CBS is honoring the legacy of Bob Barker with a last run on TV with a primetime special Thursday night at 8 Eastern. Come on The Price is Right, a tribute to Bob Barker, will then be replayed on Labor Day in the game show's regular daytime slot, which is 11 a.m. Eastern. This comes after the death of the longtime game show host at the age of 99 Saturday at his home in Los Angeles. Barker hosted The Price is Right from 1972 to 2007. The tribute will be hosted by Drew Carey, his replacement and current host of the show. Michelle Polino, Fox News. I just want them to play all of the Adam Sandler stuff. <laughs> I, this is the first thing I thought of was the Happy Gilmore clips. The price is wrong. Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, well, not just that one, but then all of the, the successive ones they had in the hospital, and then they had the one where they were angels. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, that is it for your sound off today. We are going to take a break, and we've got Officer Matt Stegman in the house with us. And for Chad this week, talk a little Crime Stoppers. That's coming up next. You listen to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. To the Husker, 87 degrees. Tonight, generally clear, 62 the overnight low. High temperature on Thursday around 88. From the 1011 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Brad Anderson. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. Alright, 657 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 60 degrees and it is time to figure out how we might be able to help Lincoln Police Department with some of the things that we're working on. Matt Stegman in the house with us today. Morning, Good Matt. Morning. Good how you morning. doing today? Good to see you. Yeah, nice seeing you guys again. What are we uh, What are we working on here this week? Yeah, if you go to LincolnCrimestoppers.com, a couple cases I'll talk about. The first one's a little bit farther down the first page. It's called Make Up Your Mind. 
This is a theft, significant theft that occurred at Ulta Beauty at 3120 Pine Lake, which is in South Point uh, Mall. Uh, they noticed uh, three people walk around a store, appeared to be suspicious. They pulled video, found two females basically stuffing their pockets full of several uh, makeup items while the male was a lookout. They got into a silver gray Chrysler minivan with California license plates. Uh, there's a fourth person that was driving away. They They drive off. Pulled an inventory and found that they stole over $5,000 worth of makeup. And uh, we think that they may be involved in some other thefts in, in uh, the area. So we'd like to get them identified. Some pretty good photos. So far, we haven't had any uh, tips on that. So we'd like to get them identified. All right. What else we have? Uh, this is a UNL case called Nebraska Microphone. Uh, this is a theft that occurred at Howard L. Hawks Hall at 730 North 14th. This uh, male is walking around the... Hall takes photos, videotapes himself and in the hall, and then goes inside and steals a catchbox microphone system. Really? Then decides to go outside, sit in his car, videotape the building, go inside another building, and then leave the area. He's driving this um, 2013 to 16 Ford Escape that's blue, no front plate. Appears to be an out-of-state plate on the back, but the the item's worth over $850, so it's a unique theft. I don't know what the point of it is. We'd like to get him identified and uh, see what's going on here. It's a little strange. This occurred in July, so there's not a lot of kids around campus. So Wow. Weird. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. Just carrying that microphone around, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, how can people help out with uh, Crime Stoppers now or going down in the future if they happen to have some information on any of these on the website? Uh, you can leave a tip right there on the website and remain anonymous at all times. You can also call 475-3600 at all times remain anonymous. If your tip leads to arrest, you get cash. All right. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank I appreciate you. it. And we will uh, we will catch up with you again soon, I hope. All right. Thank you very much. All right. 60 degrees in the capital city is time to get it off your chest. What chapter? School buses. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a... Wednesday morning, you know what that means, it's the middle of the week, so it is time to get it off your chest. We allow you that opportunity with what chaps your hide. Yeah, we know. Life rolls on, and throughout those days, there are those little things that get under your skin that drive you nuts, and you know, sometimes you sometimes you just kind of internalize it. You just, that's ah, not a big deal. Nobody wants to hear about it. You don't want to bring it up in front of front of the family at dinner or, or ruin a good moment with it but as we all learn when something gets under your skin and you don't deal with it, it can turn into a bad situation and so we are giving you that opportunity to just get it off your chest no matter how de minimis it might be it is what chaps your eye wednesday and so this is your chance phone line is open for you 402-479-1400 text line is open in the same way at 402-479-1400 or you can go to the thread on facebook facebook.com slash lnk today my apologies it got posted a little late last night and so if you are looking for it Sorry that we got on there a little bit late last night, but it is up there, and we do have some good discussion. Yeah, there's several it. comments there. So let's get into the phone lines first, 
And Debbie is going to get things started today. Good morning, Debbie. What is chapping your hide this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. Good, Good morning. morning, Debbie. What chaps my hide, and it has gotten a little better, I will say that. People on Facebook who are so busy attacking our football team, saying we don't have a chance, you know, we're not going to be good. It just irritates me to no end because if with that kind of attitude, of course you can't win. You know, we have to go with the attitude, we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win. And that's and so I'm going to the game tomorrow Nice with that attitude because yes. I am just really excited about this new coach, the new team, and see the direction we're going to be going. It's got to be positive. Yeah. So that's how I feel. I, I, I'm kind of with you, Debbie, a little bit. I know there are, there are some people who kind of try and be ultra realist, and they realize that things haven't gone well for the f- last several years, but I always sort of tend toward the hopeful and the optimistic, because if if nothing else, it makes it more fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? If you go, if you already go, knowing you're going to lose, yeah. what fun is that? I, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of emotion management going on there if you're already telling yourself it's not going to go well. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely on board. I've had some people be critical of me already because I've been too optimistic about this whole thing. But, you know. I appreciate it very much. New coach, I think. Optimistic. New coach, I think the schedule's good. I think there's uh, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about this year, and I can't wait to see it on Thursday night. And even if it doesn't go well Thursday night, look, early. It's early. It's early. So That's right. Yes. But I have one other thing to go for I'm it. wearing my I'm going to be wearing my good luck. Cargo short yeah. signed by Jack Mitchell. Yes. <laughs> to the game? Itself. Yes, of course. That's good. Like good All right. You hey. I, I'm wearing them proudly. Listen, I, d- I don't want to be the one who's responsible by myself for breaking the curse, but if it is, so be it, right? <laughs> that's, that's right, but it could be, so I figured I've got nothing to lose. I'm wearing those cards. Yeah, I was going to say, now the bad thing you know is that if it goes well, you're going to start having to wear them to all the games in November as well when it's cold out. So, <laughs> Just, Well, I guess I could put snow pants over them or something. <laughs> some leggings or something. Yeah, uh, all right. Is, hey, uh, safe right. travels. Enjoy the game. Looking forward to hearing back from you when you get back, all right? Okay. Well, I'm going to go to the game tonight, too. You know, this is a big sports game yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. So got to yep. do them both. It's yep. going to be fun. All right. All right. Great, Thanks. Debbie. Thank Bye-bye. you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Who's telling you that you're being too optimistic at seven and five? Is all you said? Not like there's you said just, ten and two. There's just a lot. There is a tendency with some, not all, the some in this in this fan base, and I don't. I mean, I kind of understand it. Is right. Like you've been beaten down for a lot of years where you were trying to be optimistic at the beginning of the year, or mm-hmm. others around you, or the media told me that things were told you that things were going to go well, and they just didn't. Stupid. They media. didn't end up working out like. They were supposed to, and I think people have built up emotional walls around it yeah. that that essentially repel optimism because they don't want to let any of that into them. And what it's doing, what it's doing, I'm I'm n- really not even kidding here. What it's doing here is preventing them from getting too emotionally involved and hopeful about things. And so, if and when the pain comes, the pain won't be quite as bad. Yeah, I mean, so. I I get that for them, but. It's so much more fun to think about what could happen. Right. And then if things start to slide, yeah, you, you adjust there. But yes, if it's a blank slate right now, come on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's see who else we got on the phone lines today. Chris is Chris and Olathe is next. All right. Hey, good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey, Jack. Oh, just let you know, I'm on my way to Lincoln right now. Nice. Um, yeah. 
Looking forward to tonight. Um, I don't do crowds because I'm 57, but for this, I'm going to make an exception. Um, <laughs> That's, it's a one of a, listen, it's, it's as one of a kind as you can yeah. get, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, looks like I got good, good tickets with the ones I won last week. So nice. looking forward to it. Only um, the best from KLIN. <laughs> you betcha. All right. Quick chap from Debbie. That Ooh. she's getting to wear a Jack Mitchell cargo shorts that I did not get because apparently they didn't make the number, the size that I ordered. So That's what I heard from I'm other people. She got hers. I, yeah, I know. We're going to need to do a second rollout and find a vendor who makes a wide variety of sizes because uh, you're not the only person I heard that from. So I apologize yeah, if there's if there's I I'd never really dreamed there'd be demand for the first uh, wave of them to be honest <laughs> and so let alone a yeah. second wave but we may be able to make that if, happen. If we're rolling out all of this, then we need the the Mark Vale Hawaiian shirts that that he he puts <laughs> That'd on really be well. Nice. Let's get a, gonna, what is yours? It's going to be the Caleb Henry hair ties. <laughs> we got to get the people the hair ties. That's your. <laughs> That's great. I, all right, we. I like it. We, you guys each need a line. I think that would be that would be very appropriate. And we'll make sure we get them in all possible sizes. Hey, safe travels, Chris. Uh, hope you enjoy it. And look forward to hearing about the experience. You bet. You thanks, Jack. We'll talk to you later. Right, there you go, Chris in Olathe. Back to the phones. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Busy phones this morning on what chaps share hide Wednesday. Uh, Scott, not Molly, is next. Good morning, Scott. What's chapping your hide today? Good morning, guys. You know, it's scary how how appropriate that clothing line would be. <laughs> Especially if you combined oh, yeah. all three together. Oh, man, that's the exactly. ultimate person. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, you guys laughed at me last week. Uh-oh. PTFD is real. Canada is trying to kill us. <laughs> now the smoke <laughs> again. Smoke yeah. Okay, yeah. anyway, anyway. Uh, air show, magnificent. Other than the fact my face looks like a lobster, oh, <laughs> tons of fun. Yeah, but if you're gonna make rules, follow them. You know how many water bottles I walk, 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 go into the show that were, you know, the solid, the really good ones that you know hold the the cold air, the cold water in, and yeah. all that. Yeah, it's like they were supposed to be clear. I would have brought my good water bottle if I thought I could get it in there, and it would have stayed cold. Up. Yeah. Well, after the water's been dripped off a battery from those camels or whatever they were. But anyway, <laughs> the other one, though, the chairs. I didn't understand why you could not take them in in chair sleeves so you can sling them over your shoulder. I saw like 80% of the chairs going into that show had their sleeves on. Come on, cut us some slack. <laughs> All right, well, remember, we'll put these down on the notepad for the next time the air show comes around then. How's that sound? Sounds good. Good, good. All right. Glad you enjoyed it generally, though, Scott. It sounds like it was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. It was Very awesome. cool. All right. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Have a good one, man. Scott, uh, not Molly. Yeah, can't let those, not supposed to let those unclear bottles come in because right. who knows what could be in them. Although, really, I mean... <laughs> Although, really, you probably are going to just want water out there for the most part <laughs> on, a, on a day like that. All right, let's go to the Facebook page today and look at some of the comments that we've got here. Uh, let's start with 
Roger, he says, why haven't we heard from the mayor about this prison problem? You know she messed this problem up. Well, I don't know what happened, but we are hearing from her yeah, today. Yeah. So that was he said that ten hours ago. So he you know, it's it's just news now here at this point. But uh let's hope let's hope we get this thing kind of patched up here, ASAP, because it feels like it could be patched up. Um Steven says T V packages at reasonable cost to be able to watch college football. Amen. That's getting worse and worse. And it's going to continue that right direction. now. And you've got to get. You're going to have to get more and more of them. Is yep. the other thing too, because there's going to be games. It's not going to be long this year where there are going to be games on Peacock that you are going to want to watch. And Nebraska is not on a Peacock alone game this year. I don't believe. But other Big Ten teams are. I couldn't watch the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Right in USC the first weekend of football. Trying to find some of it. Yeah, it's it it is it isn't it just sort of ironic. I don't know if that's a word or not, but isn't it ironic? We we had cable forever, and we were like, let us just pick the channels and the services we want, and save <laughs> money on the whole thing. And now we have to pick a million different channels and basically build our own cable with different services and pay about the same thing yep. for the whole thing. So we're like kind of going back to it in some ways. Back to the phones. Wayne is next. Good morning, Wayne. What is chapping your hide today? Well, we got all this talk about the uh, prison. Yeah. I want it here. I want it there. I don't want it over here. Whatever. I just wanted to remind you, there's plenty of room in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. What? I love that. Could Nebraska outsource its prison? I probably said jail a few times today. Up Again, I don't know why I can't get off that crutch. Uh, <laughs> hey, there's great. a lot of room. Between Des Moines and Council Bluffs. That's true. All right. That's true. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Um uh, <laughs> Wow. Back to the uh back to the Facebook page. Sam says slow drivers that speed up when you try and pass. Now, I've got to be completely honest on this one. Like, there are times and, and it's usually it's usually when I'm I think driving at an appropriate speed and somebody tries to zoom by me and I'm like, okay. And I feel like they're sending me a message about how slow that I'm going <laughs> or they do it rather recklessly that I might be tempted to do something like that. But generally I don't there. I don't think I'm, I don't here's think the I'm thing. there are times that I'm, I'm going, I'm already going like five over. And yeah. then someone's been behind me for a long time. They switch lanes and they haul like they they want to get by me. I will intentionally take it off the cruise control just so it looks like they're going so much faster. I'm like, do you feel good about yourself now? Yeah, that, that make you feel good. Yeah, because I'm still I'm just gonna still go the speed over here. Right, right. <laughs> Eddie says, what really grinds my gears is that no one sees an obvious solution to the jail in its currently proposed location. The okay. Cup- the governor and mayor agree to move the jail to the landfill location as part of the agreement. The city sells it for $1. With the savings the state has from not purchasing the original land, they purchased land around the current Lancaster Event Center, and the state fair is returned to its rightful location in Lincoln. Yes! Grand Island gets their casino resort. It's a win-win-win. Win-win-win, baby. Now, that I'll tell you what. I was throwing out ideas yesterday, Eddie, very significantly. I did not, I did not get that deep. And win, win, there win. you go. Yeah. How much no, how much land is around the uh event center that they could uh that there was a conversation that that's where the state fair should go before they moved it to Grand Island. Really? That was a thing. Okay. Yeah, that was 
that was definitely a thing. That's going on right now, isn't it? State Fair? Yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it's so far off the radar. Yeah. Yeah. But think of the casino resort Grand Island could build on the entire fairgrounds. My goodness. That's a full resort. Beautiful. Uh, Patsy says reckless drivers. And Peter says biting flies that don't understand the meaning of no. That biting flies have been a worse problem this year than mosquitoes for me. It's now, been both for us. I don't know that it's, you said you guys have had mosquito issues, but for where I've been, it feels like biting flies have been the bane of my existence when I've been mm-hmm. outside more than anything this year, which it wasn't overall like a terrible insect summer, but man, just lately, these biting flies have been bad. Uh, Caleb, do you have anything? I'm sorry. Do you have the text line? Yeah, we got a right few there? on the text line. All right, why don't you hit me with those? So we have got from Adam says, chaps my hide that some stadiums keep the temporary chair backs out all the time. Empty stadium photos. Uh, he sends a couple of photos that have there's just scattered seats all over. It looks a little tacky. Like are you just, talking about Memorial Stadium? No, it's it, not a picture of Memorial Stadium because oh. they go through and they pick those. Yeah, up. I was gonna say, but it's got like Camp Randall. Oh, and they just leave those seats out, and then and then they take a picture. Well, just you you have the pictures of of the stadiums, and there's just scattered <laughs> temporary seats that are just left all over the place. Okay. The Jeremy says that my grass is still growing like it's early May. Slow down Dude, already. No kidding, Jeremy. This is normally we're at the like once every three week situation. And then add five inches of rain on top of it. Jiminy Christmas. Moshpit Chad, what chaps my hide? The guy who designed YMCA locker rooms. No air circulation. Oh. The ledge you sit on isn't even wide enough to sit a <laughs> gym bag on. And ten times more small lockers than big ones. Do better. <laughs> I haven't been in a YMCA locker room for, I used, back in the Northeast Y, way back in the day, I used to go into that one quite a bit. I don't think I've been to any of the newer ones, but yeah, I've got my my experiences with those back in the day too. And then uh, one more, Midtown Dave says, the big yellow circle in the middle of artificial turf high school football field. Seriously, how often is that circle used in soccer? Is that what, what is it for? It's the start of every kickoff. Oh, it's just the the middle of the field, yeah. the kickoff area. Uh, all right, that is it for our sound off. If you've got any more, you can continue to bring them into the Facebook page of the text line if you would like. Watch out, your eye. Did I say sound off? I can't. I even thought about it. Seven twenty-five. All right, we're we talking about today. This is the morning drive presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's start counting these things down on your morning drive, beginning with number five. Well, after a number of different conversations across KLIN, from the newsroom to the Governor's Call-In Show on Monday afternoon, which Mark Vale hosted, to just segments here on LNK today, the Governor and the Mayor of Lincoln coming together for a press conference this afternoon regarding the new prison site. But that's all the information we know. Yeah, it has been a busy week on this station in particular about the news regarding this. Uh, you had Mark Vale that had gotten the uh, the comments from the the governor on the governor's call-in show regarding exactly what the plot of land is that the city was offering. We talked extensively about that yesterday, and and it seemed like in those conversations. We sort of collectively, and maybe you all did too, we all sort of collectively came to the conclusion that 
everybody seems to want the same thing here. <laughs> and despite the fact that there are sometimes differences between these groups of government entities and people and citizens and businesses, it seems like this is almost as... I mean, it's not unanimous. It certainly isn't unanimous, even if it's just a... If it's a, a one choice or the other for the two sides of the prison, I'm sure there are people, again, who maybe have businesses or interests out by the landfill or who have yeah. acreages that are north of there that may not be supportive of this. But generally speaking, it's pretty, I think, overwhelmingly among Democrats, Republicans, people in the state, people in the city, all of these things that if you're picking one of those two sites in Lincoln, the one that's north of the interstate seems to make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And so, that's one of the things we said yesterday, that, as, that nothing's going to be perfect, just what's the best for everyone involved? Right. So as I said, yeah, I said yesterday, I was like, this, with, there's no reason this can't be done in a week if you're at this point, or at least, as I said uh, to Mark, in principle, in, in a week, and I think we were all kind of on the same page, and lo and behold, one day later, and credit to them, one day later, we've got a press conference scheduled with the mayor and the governor. At noon today, um, it's at a corrections building in Lincoln, if I understand that correctly. We don't have, so we don't know exactly what is going to be said here at this today yet. I haven't been able to get any any uh, kind of foreshadowing on that, mm-hmm. but I would suspect, I don't, I would suspect that they're in agreement, that they're in agreement that now, given what the circumstances are today, that it makes a whole lot more sense for that correction center for the prison, not a jail, for the prison to be on the uh, on the location that is closer to the landfill that is north of the interstate instead of the northeast, uh, the, the place that's adjacent northeast to the city of Lincoln as well. How they're going to achieve that exactly, I don't know. I mean, those are the questions that are still out there existing, right? What What is the state's level of completedness with the process of the agreement to acquire the land um, for the the original location uh-huh. is that something where you can still back out of uh, if it's not are there still options can you do some kind of a, a land swap or a land purchase um, the other land is still the city's. so even though they said a no initially to selling that you would think there shouldn't be any holdup if they do want to convey that for the state and make whatever deal that's out there. That shouldn't be the problem. The only thing, the only holdup I see if they are on the same page now is just exactly how far down the road that the state is in a purchase agreement right. for the land. Um, I think there are ways still around that, even if, even if you are. But I, I just don't know. They, they haven't. We haven't had any real updates on exactly what that is. And when the governor was asked by that on the call-in show, basically asked, hey, can this be reversed? Can this be changed? He didn't say a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my sen- I'm optimistic. My sense is that it sounds like I think everybody has come to uh, come to the realization that, hey, we all agree with this. Maybe we ought to just make it happen now, D- despite anything, despite anything that happened in the last few months. Right. Yeah. Just just get together. Figure it out. Bygones be bygones. If there are, if there are some sorts of things about the process that didn't go very well at the beginning of the communication and the all of that, and let's at least get it right. And and then we get a you know, and then eventually we'll focus just on the fact that hey, this uh, prison is going to be in Lincoln. What the impact of that is going to be. What the impact on 
getting people to work there is going to be, the Lincoln Job Force, how many people you're going to be able to bring in from other communities along the interstate if they want. Are people going to drive to Omaha to work there? I mean, I don't know. Well, and and here's a a good point. Topic aside, whether a new prison or anything, Mark brought up in the first segment this morning, when's the last time you heard or you, you, you had a press conference where you saw the governor of Nebraska and the mayor of Lincoln on that press conference, not just at an event together. I was going to say, I'm not, sure, not in the same area. I was going to say, I'm sure they've had it at like ev- events, like something touting something coming to town or something like that. But his point, his point stands that yeah, this kind of a joint event on a on a policy type issue, yeah, um, that you don't see too often. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. That's at noon today. Of course, our KLI newsroom will have a lot of coverage on that. As we get through the day, I'm sure Dan Parsons will be on top of it this afternoon as well. Number four. Volleyball day in Nebraska finally here, and now we finally get to see as the weather looks nice. It's not going to be near as hot as it has been for a couple of weeks. Celebration of volleyball in Nebraska, of women's athletics, and of course, what does that final number end up being attendance-wise for the record? Where... I mean, is is this still? Is there still some drama tonight in terms of at least the record-breaking numbers? Which ones get broken and which ones don't? Is it a close call for some of those? Oh, I think so. I think so. Especially when when you look at StubHub and you see or the secondary markets and you see what some of the tickets are that are still being up there. How how many? Maybe that number is 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 that something that's going to keep it from getting the world record? Are you gonna? You're definitely getting the collegiate volleyball record. Like yes. that's getting destroyed. Yes, because that's under twenty thousand. Like you're you're going to absolutely crush that. Yes, that but, that one. I'm, yeah, I don't but, expect trouble on that. Where where Sorry, are Wisconsin? Where are you in relation to the U.S. record, and then in relation to that women's sports world record attendance? Caleb, I don't know that you could have got. I mean, maybe you could have put the temperature degrees down a couple degrees, but beyond that. You couldn't have got a much better situation weather-wise for this no. whole thing. No. Uh, high 88. Dew point today, 63. And so there's no basically no heat index. And by 6 o'clock, it'll start cooling off. And if you're, you know, if the, when the concert's starting around 9 o'clock, you're talking 75 degrees. There's no significant wind. Gu- wind will go up a little bit, but only to about 10 miles an hour during the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and it you know, didn't sound like by, from by reports a, at the practice yesterday that it was impacting a whole lot of the play. No. And there is a straight-up zero precip chance throughout the entire day for the National Weather Service. So, I mean, you could not you could not have scripted this. And there are so many ways this could have gone. I mean, all you got to do is look at the weather on each side of us right now. Mm-hmm. The weather four days ago and the weather four days ahead from right now. Um, and then some of the rain that happened over the weekend and all of that. So I talked with John Cook last week, and he said he's hearing from a lot of folks who are definitely really into amateur meteorology right now <laughs> because we are all weathermen. I always am. That, that's, well, I think, we, I think we all age into it eventually. Yeah. What do you think the final number is? Like if you if you put a number out there because here's I don't have good context for this guess. I don't either, but I know Trev Albert spoke with, and I forget the publication that he was quoted in, but he said that they might push ninety five. Wow! And I think the fire marshal was saying they were going to cut it off at ninety five if it got to that point. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. That's 
That seems high. I was going to guess more like in the 92 range, but but I have real I have no I have no real basis for that either. So. None of us have a real bit. It could it could end up being 88 for all we really know. I just I'm interested in what like when the game happens, what does it does it feel like does it feel like a football game? What kind of energy does the crowd have? How loud does it get? What are going to be the moments that really fire people up? That's, mm-hmm. I think, what I'm most curious out of this yeah. whole thing. Well, I know you're going to have the tunnel walk. You already know what it's like for anyone who's been to a, a match at the Devaney Center with this year's team. I mean, there's been three of them this last weekend. And then the red-white. Lexi Rodriguez gets the loudest cheer because it's it's insane what, what she's done in two years. Mm-hmm. What is that going to sound like from a full Memorial Stadium? What is what are all of the the hype videos that happen? And of course, you've got UNK Wayne State playing ahead of that. That might be one of the louder environments those two teams have played in, even though it's not going to quite be full yet. Right. I went with the optimistic side, like yes. we, like we talked about during chaps. Not worth it to be pessimistic on it. I said ninety five one hundred four. Yeah. Make it massive. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be fun tonight. I will be out there. Kale will be out there. So we'll uh, we'll probably during the Thursday Husker tailgate tell you a little bit about that experience tomorrow as well. Number three, City of Lincoln announced that the voluntary water conservation efforts will end on Thursday. Those have been in place since June second, almost two months. <laughs> I mean, I've had to mow my lawn. Every week throughout, we're done with August, and I'm still on a one-week mowing rotation. So, not that I want people to waste water, but I think we're good here at this point, right? Things flipped at some point during the summer. I think it was when I was in Italy, Caleb. Things flipped from, will will it ever rain again in our lifetime, to, holy cow, my lawn is growing incredibly (laughs) at this point. My only hope is, here's the thing, Caleb. If we're looking at uh, 90 degrees-ish it, for the first, I don't know, almost the first quarter already of of September, mm-hmm. and some rain mixed in as well, that weekly mowing schedule may keep going here for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah you're going to be mowing. Yeah, Mike, it, it's going to get close to October. Yeah, by the way, the, the extended forecast now, amateur weatherman, Friday uh, the 1st, 20, 94, Saturday the 2nd, 99, Sunday the 3rd, 101, Monday the 4th, 100, Tuesday the 5th, 96, uh, let's see, and then Wednesday, Tuesday the 5th, 96, Wednesday the 6th, 90, Thursday the 7th, 91, Friday the 5th, 95, So uh, or Friday the 8th, I should say, 95, so you are then officially... Almost a third of the way into September, and you're still not out of the... Open all the pools. Midnight. No kidding. Oh, get them all open. Dude. Wow. <laughs> all right, let's... Uh... How, how many people, by the way, were, were actually following the, this water conservation? Yeah, I've kind of... Yeah, because you weren't supposed to... Monday was like the Sabbath from watering, wasn't it? And right, then it odd, odd side, yeah, even sides. Odds and evens. <laughs> because if you looked at well, any businesses I've driven by, any apartment complexes... Man, no, I, there wasn't anybody stopping. I got to be honest, I kind of forgot they were a thing. Yeah, so. but when I talked to it, while you were on vacation, I had the the, the marriage still come on for her regular appearance, and it was what like a thirty percent drop in water usage when they asked for this. But I was like, I must not be looking at the right neighborhoods to see see where all of that drop is coming from. All right, moving on. Number two. Well, we got to it late in the show yesterday, but a lot more details. 
came out as the day went on. Ultimately, it was Nebraska tight end Eric Gilbert arrested and uh, for a burglary at SJ's Liquor and Vape Shop. Uh, he was arrested without incident, taken to Lancaster County Jail, jail booked there on that suspicion of burglary. Total value of the stolen items in the bag that was found with him, $1,672 included a variety of vape products, Delta 8 cigars, and lighters. There was also damage to the business, approximately $650 later on in the day as well. Saw a video circulating on social media. And before he got out of there, there were about six cops right there. They were they were lined up and ready. They were lined up and basically arrested him without incident at that point. It's a weird deal. I mean, he's there's been there's enough reporting on on some of uh, the kind of personal mental issues that he was going through while at his previous stops in college and trying to do the things to get right with that um and so you you know i don't know how that played into to any of this here at this point and matt rule didn't have a whole lot to say because he had just he basically got a phone call about it then went out onto the practice field by the time he talked to the media he said and it's probably right he said the media probably knew more about it than he did right and so you know i wouldn't i, I don't know that he was going to be playing this year anyway um and so to try and even think toward a year from now and whether he would still be a part of the team. There are so many factors and twists and turns and all that is just... I, I think the main main thought is, hey, um, I'm glad he didn't do any... I mean, business obviously had their impact, but glad he didn't do any damage to any people and I hope he gets the help he needs and you know he's going to have to face the consequences of, of what happened with this, whether they be legal or whether they be from the university. Yeah, to to kind of paraphrase a little bit of what Matt Rule had said yesterday when he did meet with the media. You've heard it in my sports where he says there's not a whole lot that he can say about what the next steps are. But he did talk about how when they grabbed Gilbert in the portal, they, they knew they had a good group of people that were going to be helping him through a lot of those issues that he had been dealing with previous to Lincoln. Uh, one of the quotes that stood out was uh, Rule had said, quote, but to be honest, during camp, he's had some struggles. He's been working to overcome them. Then last night happened, end quote. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just a difficult story. It's too bad, but... Um... Yeah, I don't have anything else to say other than that. Number one. Nebraska, University of Nebraska, Lincoln's new chancellor, Rodney Bennett, has been subpoenaed for his ties to NFL quarterback Brett Favre in a situation at his previous institution, Southern Mississippi. Now, a lot of this is stemming from a welfare scandal down in Mississippi with the Mississippi Department of of human services and what they are asking for from the UNL chancellor are communications it's text messages emails and any other electronic communication between Bennett Southern Miss and Favre dating all the way back to January 2017 so the allegation here is that Favre obtained welfare funds and pushed to use them for a construction of this volleyball facility on Southern Miss's campus daughter's a volleyball player there at that point she ended up transferring to LSU but um He's connected to that that larger scandal here, which involved the seventy-seven million dollars in in welfare funds, and so um, I, I I presume I don't know exactly what the nature. You, you talk generally about what the nature of a subpoena like this would be. Mm-hmm. 
I assume they're looking for information in particular on what Favre was doing exactly here and what he said and what those communications were. Yeah. I, I mean, because Bennett is subpoenaed, I wouldn't jump to saying oh, he's obviously done something wrong. Those are communications that he had had with Favre, who is a central figure in this whole process as well. But we'll see uh, with with that whole thing. And when, he was, and when he was hired, we had said we knew the Brett Favre stuff yes. was going on, mm-hmm. that this was a potential, that he would still have to kind of close the loop on everything as that was all getting figured out and investigated. By the way, this reporting from the Daily Nebraskan at at UNL, and you can find a link to that at KLIN.com. All right, that is it for your morning drive. It is brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. We're going to grab a break right now. We've got John Bishop coming up during the 8 o'clock hour. Stick around. More coming up. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. The Matt Rule era. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with Time Saver Traffic, I'm Chris Lofgren. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, it's 810. Welcome back, LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 63 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you back with us. 8 o'clock hour of the show. we got John Bishop coming up in 25 minutes. But first, it's time for you to text a word to us. And maybe grab yourself pick number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yes, 6. 6 of the week. Pick number 6 of the week. Uh, if you are selected among the people who text the keyword in, you get to make a pick in the fantasy draft. Uh, and this week you get a draft exactly how many scores, or excuse me, how many points are scored, I should say, by Nebraska against Minnesota. But first, let's give you the word that you need to text in, which is record. Record. R E C O R D. Record. Record. All right. Hey, I'm six for six, too. On the yeah, word look so at you this today. week. Stand it took perfect. me like October or so. I missed one, I think, last year. <laughs> by the way, Marie, who was our qualifier earlier Ooh, what'd today, she pick? what'd she pick? 28. That's our highest right now. So run run me down lowest to highest what all the picks 16, are. 16, 19, 21, 27, 28. Caleb, do you remember our rule of thumb for this game last year? You want the extremes. You want the extremes. Although, you got it. I mean, you the, got it. The the extremes are good. 24 feels like it's just sitting there. Caleb, it yeah, it but I I know you think that. <laughs> but you got to fight that feeling. It never fit because I know you feel that. And we felt that every week last year, like this is not going to be the week that the extremes win. And it always did. Sometimes good, sometimes bad for Nebraska. The extremes always win. And so the conventional thinking, and I know I came on here, Caleb, and said "Eh, 17 to 24 is probably your Uh range on this thing. But if you're really, if you're smarter than me and you've been watching you've been uh you've been watching the picks you say i know what to do in this thing extremes win so whatever the conventional thinking is go the other way and be extreme about it so you know what you're picking 41 ooh 
41. How are you feeling if Nebraska puts up 41 in this game? No, well, especially everything that we've heard about so many question marks on the offense and Absolutely, you take you take forty one points. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna consider that when I make my prediction. What five touchdowns, two field goals? I'll probably a couple of pick sixes or something too. I don't know. I mean, those are still touchdowns. <laughs> a couple but, of pick six. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things yesterday that that Matt Rule said was they will not fair catch any kickoffs. They might let it roll. They might let it go into the end zone. That was interesting. But he was like, "No, that's not how you play football." And I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. He was. He was also. He he talked about um, trying to. Besides the the fair catching kickoffs, he talked about how how much they want to finish strong. They might they might give up a kick return right away. But he also said he said I want my team to 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 finish well. It's kind of like when I watch an NBA game. Yeah. Let, let me know when there's five minutes left. I'll turn it on. I'm yep. like, whoa, jeez. Uh, so there you go. We will have a Friday Husker tailgate show. We'll delve into all of that stuff, probably <laughs> including kickoffs and more. We're going to have a special guest host. Uh, normally, Mike Schaefer will be in studio with us. He will be the rest of the year, but he is uh, maybe leaving very soon here to go to Minneapolis. And so we'll join. he'll join us by phone uh, for a little bit of the show. He'll join us for the end of the show. So he'll still be in on the picks tomorrow good i have to repeat yes but for the for the entire rest of the show we will have josh peterson joining us uh from sister station 1620 bazonia of john bishop one half of that show today you'll have josh peterson tomorrow on the show and and he's not going to join us today caleb but we can add another name to the roster of the Friday Husker tailgate. This is just becoming an all-star team here on the Friday Husker tailgate because uh, Kevin Suits is going to be joining us regularly on the Friday Husker tailgate as well for a portion of the show. That's awesome. Again, his travel schedule for week two is going to make things a little bit more complex uh, because he's going to be in Boulder. We might get him on the phone from Boulder. Mm -hmm. But then... Home games, I'm not sure what his travel schedule is the rest of the year, but for home games, for sure, we're going to get him in studio and get kind of a, a, a different perspective that he has from covering the uh, the team as a TV station uh, on the show. Plus, he's just great at his job and really nice dude, and I haven't really worked with him much. Well, One of the few people I haven't worked a ton with, so I'm excited about that. We've got to make sure to ask him, how excited is he in 10-11 that they're going to get some Husker games? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a great point. We will talk to him. Uh, we will talk to him about that more. So he's gonna. He has actually sent in his picks too, Caleb. Ooh. I've got his picks, Ooh. and so he's he's all in on the picks. Even Wait, though, how deep are our picks going to be going forward? In terms of the people that are involved, what are we going to be like? We're going to be like eight deep well, on our picks. Josh what? is only going to do one week, but it'll be me, you, Kevin, and Mike. So it's going to be a four person race. Okay. Yeah. We haven't had a four person race since Kellen. Kellen was here. Uh no, well, a little we did a little while last year, but yeah, for a whole season, no. Uh, uh, you know what? You know what? I blanked out the first few weeks of last yeah, year, but we have had them in the past. You're right. You are right. So anyway, that works. We're really excited for that. Hope you'll join us. And if you're if you're uh, thinking back to to the intro from previous years, we'll still have it. Uh, Nobody's thinking about their job, but, you know. That's all. That's all coming do back. You know, do you know how much that's already been referenced this week in other meetings I've been in? Has it? We we uh, we there was a, a department head. So with KLIN, right. I'm, I'm program director. B and Froggy read all that, and you get the salespeople together. And someone was talking about how 
they were like, okay, well, what are we going to do for, for tailgate? And then, okay, maybe we do a lunch. And someone was like, well, I don't know what I have going on. And Kenny Larrabee turns to him. Nobody's thinking about work the day. Nobody's before thinking about work. Yeah, I didn't even get it correct. <laughs> Nobody's thinking of work the day before or the day of a Husker game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, volleyball game tonight uh, at, of course, at by now you're very aware at Memorial <laughs> Stadium. You can hear if you it, hadn't heard right. You can hear it right here at KLIN uh, on in KLIN.com. Pre-game starting at six. We will have the. First tip around, first serve, I should say, right around seven. Uh, Caleb, is there anything else that people, just in terms of, you know, like uh, details of the event, we have a better idea of the timing, I guess. Maybe that's a, a good place to start right now with the details of the event tonight that might be helpful for people who are going. Yeah, doors don't open until, let me make sure I go and, and just grab this right information. I was looking so, for so that. The, so the gates will open at 3.30. All this information is available at KLIN.com. Yes, you can look it up if you if you don't write it down or don't remember yep, the, it. The gates will open at 3.30, and that exhibition match between UNK and Wayne State will begin at 4.30. That leaves actually... As, as I was getting kind of concerned about start time, that's plenty of time. You will have that first serve at seven, right? And, and that'll and the, so UNK Wayne State. By the way, uh, we won't carry that on KLIN. It's different colleges. They 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 have their own radio. They, we're not going to carry that. But Nebraska Public Media will televise that. Okay. So in case you're you're going to so the that starts when at four thirty. So that starts at four thirty. I'm is trying to. I'm partially doing this for myself right now. Yep. Okay. So that match is at four thirty. Our coverage, radio, as we'll just kind of move in, in order, will begin at 6 o'clock pre-game, pre-game coverage. John Baylor, the whole works, right here on, on KLIN and B107. Question for you. How long would a volleyball match normally take? Like, for, And I don't know about the, is the UNK Wayne State game. Is that expected to go five sets? And what are the ranges of time that could take? I mean, if it could if it goes two hours... That that puts you up to six thirty, and then yeah. it. How long for pregame is it? Do you get half an hour? So maybe it fluctuates just slightly after seven, but they're they're right now planning on a seven o'clock first serve. Okay, for for that. Right, one. I was just trying to wonder. I was kind of just wondering how much downtime there was going to be um, between between the two matches, uh, and you know how exactly they might they might do that. Uh, the best of yeah. A two-hour, uh, the college level games usually play less to five. I was just going to look at something what the average time is. It looks like it's usually going to take you at least an hour and a half. Yeah. Right? If it's three sets, it typically goes 60 to 90. Yeah. Um, so it could go, if it's quick and short, it could be done by 6, 536. Uh, but if it takes a while, it could run right up. I mean, if you're going into five sets, it could run. Uh, and they probably need a half hour, right, in between games or so? Yeah, you need the warm-up time on the court. Okay. So, seven, seven if the first game goes short. Possibility that that might start a little bit later, though. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, now here's the thing. No matter what time you're, you would say, right now, take whatever time you're expecting to get to the stadium. Guys, probably move that up 20, 30 minutes. Okay. Like, 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 try, like, not the time that you're expecting, but now the time that you're leaving to get down there. Traffic will be 
uh, a bit of an issue because you're you're on a weekday here, guys. People are going to work, right? right. Uh, so you're going to be middle of the day. You're you're contending with some folks that are going to that that first match, so they've already been there for a little bit. There are actually free shuttles, yes. as well. This this is and this is one of. Oh, the, are they free? They are free. I did shuttles. not know that. They used to do this for football games, but they weren't free. Yeah, so free shuttles in case you don't want to. Someone's not. Uh, carpooling you down to a specific lot, and you guys have a parking pass for something, or you don't want to go to one of hope that one of the paid lots is still open, or somebody's dropping you off. What you can do here are several places that you can actually go park, and they will shuttle bus you over for free to the stadium at South Point, okay, North Star High School, okay, at Gateway, and at Northwest High School, okay. So they will be running buses there. To shuttle you directly start, to the stadium for free. It'll start at 4 o'clock. That's the earliest you can get on. The last pregame trip is at 6.30. And they're going to drop you off by the lead center, mm-hmm. as I as I understand it. Then on the way back, start at 8.15. Uh, they'll run continuously to 11.30. So if you don't want to mess with the traffic and the parking, that's an option there. And I, and I didn't realize it was a free option. Yeah. I used to ride those to the football game. Football game, they took the one away... Uh, Used to do those out of Holmes Lake, but it costs like ten, fifteen bucks to do it when you used oh. to do it for football games. So I had a case. It was a nice option still though, because you're paying that to park usually. Yeah, so right. It it made some sense. But that'll be that'll be something to think about taking advantage of. Okay. If if you are driving, by the way, this has been an issue, but I just realized it yesterday as I drove down to the stadium. Well, actually it was as I was driving away from the stadium. All of that construction near the Devaney Center. On the Big on, X. On, on, the, on the Big X there. Yeah. What is that, Salt Creek? Yeah. And, yeah, so all of that construction, you can now actually make turns. Antelope Valley Expressway, right? Antelope, yes. Yeah, Antelope. Um, you can now make turns there. there. There are still some construction cones. You can turn left to the west, you but mean? Yes, yes, you can turn left to go to the stadium. Okay. Which is something you hadn't been able to do. You had to go do a U-turn by the Devaney Center. Okay. Uh, turn off just before Military Road there. So the, that construction, it looks nice. It's not 100% done, but you can get through that intersection now without... Okay. Now it's one lane here. I can't turn there. That is going to be it's helpful. Still gonna be, it's still going to be slow at oh, peak. It'll yeah. Be, yeah, it'll Which be, it always is even when there's no construction. Okay, I'll take slow with four or five lanes open right. over... We're now slow, and it's backed up to O Street. Agreed. I'm just saying, <laughs> still, like it's just back to what you said initially, though. Budget extra time than you would normally be thinking. Ah, okay. So here, here's some information. So there, it won't go five sets on that exhibition match because it's just an exhibition. They're only going to go three. Oh, okay. So six. So we're probably talking sixty nine, ninety then. Okay. Yep. So you're talking five thirty to six. That that'll be done. So Nebraska should be able to get going with Omaha right at seven. Yeah. So likely. so plan on seven. That's phenomenal. Thank That's, you, Daryl. Okay, great. I appreciate that. And then after the Nebraska UNO match, about a 15-minute break. And then after that, uh, Scotty McCreary will take the stage. So For potentially over an hour. Yeah, they had, they minutes. said seventy. They said the time of the concert would be about seventy five minutes. Yeah. And so again, if you say the Nebraska Omaha match is going to go eight thirty ish, that's a guess. That's a super estimate. I mean, it could well, be. Well, they went five direction. sets last time they played. Yeah, if they went five sets, you're going to be talking about after nine. Probably oh, if they go after, and then Scotty McCreary goes on at you know whenever, but for an hour and fifteen minutes there basically. So if he goes on at eight thirty, that would go till about 
do the math on that. Do what? Till about 10, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, if it goes on at nine, go till about 10, 45. Yeah. Essentially with the, with this whole thing. Um, yeah. I think they're, I don't know. Like for, for us, in all honesty, I've got an early wake up time. Uh, my daughter has school the next day, all of those sorts of things. We're probably not going to be making it to the whole Scotty McCreary concert. No offense, Scotty. We're glad you're here. I'll hear a couple but, of songs by Scotty, uh, mostly because the, the way the, the lots work for media, it was take one lot that closes at 430 and then they don't let you out till after the concert or this other lot. But then I have to go with Kenny Larrabee, who's already scheduled to take some pictures of the concert. Right. So it's like, well, I'm going to be there for a little bit of the concert. Yeah. Early wake-up call will make it work. Regardless, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see what the atmosphere is like. Uh, can't, I just still can't get a great picture of what it's going to feel like to watch it mm-hmm. in there and what kind of an angle it's going to be and exactly how good of a view it's going to be. And depending where you're sitting, that may be more or less of an issue. As well, uh, Chris Lofgren even came in and say, or said that one of the things volleyball players are going to notice is that it takes longer for the sound to get down to where they're at mm-hmm. on the field, and so some of the stuff will be like a little bit, a little bit delayed to that. He said they'll actually notice that. Yeah, I'm wondering if some of the things you normally the like the crowd does, where they're yelling "Go Big Red" on the bump set spike. If some of those just turn into, we're just going to yell. Yeah. Just yell while the match is going. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't know how people are going to behave at the thing just in terms of as sports fans and volleyball fans versus how much of the football fan and people or the way you behave at football fan trickles into your volleyball fan behavior. And I really want Nate Rohr to get on the mic when they go to the third set. All right. It's 826. (laughs) We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. The Matt Rule era will drop down to 62 Thursday. Mostly sunny skies with a high temperature back up to around 88 degrees. From the 1011 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Brad Anderson. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, it's 836. Welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us on this Wednesday morning, a.k.a. August 30th Volleyball Day in Nebraska and the eve of Nebraska football's first game of the Mount Rule era. So much going on. Plenty to talk about with John Bishop, who joins us right now, co-host of Unsportsmanlike Contact on our sister station, 1620 The Zone. Good morning, John. It is finally here. We did it. Happy Friday. Well, sort of. <laughs> I mean, there's a volleyball match tonight, and it's the day before a football game. It feels that like must it. must be Friday. Yeah, that's right. Let's, uh, let's treat it that way I mean, tomorrow. I literally, when I, when I cut up the uh, audio from Matt Rule yesterday, because it's the usual last option you know the last media session before the game i've labeled it rule thursday <laughs> yeah it's because you're you, yeah you're very used to this uh all being thursday and we're doing the and to make it more confusing we're doing the friday husker tailgate show uh a show that you are one of the founders of tomorrow on a thursday so <laughs> the, conti- the confusion. oh well okay and now i'm really confused because that should be on a friday <laughs> right. so that should be today exactly. it should be right now exactly either uh, way happy whatever it is you want to call it today. i'm just glad we're here for all of these events that i've been uh, looking forward to hopefully by the time Friday actually comes, I'll be glad that they happened, but we'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Friday's going to feel really weird because everything will be done. Yeah. 
It will. And it'll be like, and we'll be, we'll be like the crowd of people behind Forrest Gump. What do we do now? Hey, I, uh, I, I wanted to ask you about the, the volleyball, um, match tonight and, you know, just the, obviously the whole Memorial Stadium thing. I'm not, I'm not totally sure how, let's see, how should I say this? Let me back up just a second. I'm so used to Nebraska volleyball and the, the culture and the fandom around Nebraska volleyball that while I was surprised that they sold the whole thing out, I thought we'd be talking 50,000, 50, 60,000 people. Um, like I'm not totally shocked by this, but I'm immersed in it, right? I'm really familiar with it. When this starts to become more of a national story tonight and tomorrow, which I assume it is going to, and it's already getting a lot of run on Big Ten Network and some articles nationally about this, how shocked, amazing, what do you think the reaction to this happening in Nebraska is going to be when that news starts to make its way around the country tomorrow morning about I, I don't know yet because I mean I think I think like everything else we need to see it mm. you know people need to see it it's one thing you know and and raise your hand if you haven't tweeted a photo of the court in the middle of the <laughs> I, stadium. I have not. Hey, I, I, I have not either. Hey, but. I, I have at the very least taken pictures of it myself in there, okay? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, but I, I think, you know, we, we need to see it filled with fans. We need to hear it. I, I plan to... Uh, I don't normally go through downtown Lincoln because, you know, as we all know, Lincoln's traffic sucks um, when I come home. But I plan to take my route back from Omaha up through downtown. I want to go past the stadium. I want to roll down my window and I want to hear it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that. That'll be that'll be my closest (laughs) closest experience to it versus outside of, you know, having it on the television if that time's out right john that'll be like maybe right during the whole tunnel walk introduction situation yeah because uh, it's <laughs> the match the match probably doesn't start right at seven because you know right. they'll do you know whatever preamble so yeah you're right it'll probably it'll probably time out very close to the tunnel walk um but it but i i mean i i think with a lot of people yes the story's pretty cool right now but it'll be the visuals tomorrow. It'll be the drone shots or the helicopter shots. It'll be, you know, the sound of it um, that, you know, when it shows up on Sports Center, when it shows up in social media feeds, when it shows up on, you know, any one of the uh, the morning news shows, whatever the case may be. That's when that's when you're going to start to really get the reaction from around the country. The unfortunate thing, it's almost too bad this didn't happen last week. Just because, you know, with football coming up, you know how footballs can suck the oxygen out of the room. If this had happened last week, it, it might have had a little more resonance long term in yeah. terms of staying in the staying in people's minds a little longer. But that does not lessen the impact of what symbolically this will mean. And and that's why I hope, um, you know, when we get a when we get an actual count of head count in the stadium, that it's. You know, it's a verified count. I, right. I, I want this. I want this event. This event deserves to have an accurate account, right? Mm-hmm. Of exactly how many people are in there. So you can post it up on the wall and say, there's the record, everyone go shoot for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that it, it's, it, I'll be very curious. I, I'm very curious how it's going to sound. I, I'm curious how it's going to sound on the radio. Um, because we all we've all listened to sports on the radio, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and there's That's a difference true. between an indoor crowd and <laughs> an outdoor exactly. crowd. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. And, and, and I look forward to that. So I'll obviously have the radio on. Yeah. Um, but all of that, when it takes place, it, it'll be, it, it, it'll, it'll just be so fascinating because it's so unique and it's happening right here and it's happening kind of, dare I say, kind of grassroots. You know, this isn't the World Cup. This isn't the Olympics. This is not in a, this is not an every four years event that you plan ahead on the count. This was something that was concocted back in March. And, you know, obviously events like this have to take some time to plan, but it's not really about, you know, like when the United States played China in the world, in the women's world cup, you know, that was, that was an international event, right? This is just Nebraska versus Omaha and UNK versus Wayne. I mean, the the match itself almost doesn't matter. But the fact that it's happening in front of so many people does matter. The star, while, yes, Nebraska volleyball is, you know, the the reason people are going, the real star are going to be the 85 or 90 or whatever thousand people that are going to be there. Right. That's going to be the star. That's going to be the highlight. And I know this crowd will rise to the occasion, and I know it'll be a great atmosphere. And I look forward to not only kind of experiencing whatever I can of it, you know, viscerally, but but then to hear and to see the reaction to it when everybody else goes, wait, they played a volleyball match in front of ninety thousand people. Yeah. But was this was this for the Olympic gold? No, it was just a regular season match. Just just two schools getting right. together and playing. It, right. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, well, why do you, I don't know if they could do this anywhere else for any other women's sport. I know Iowa's going to try. They'll probably get a good, really good crowd. Maybe they'll sell Kinnick out for that women's basketball game that they're going to do. And they've got a they've got a, a transcendent player that that's all about. Though I mean, if they didn't have that, that I'm going to guess that would be a different situation. Maybe UConn basketball in certain scenarios could have done that. Maybe, you know, back in the day, Tennessee basketball or Oklahoma softball or something like this. But I don't know. I honestly don't know, Josh or John, that anyone would be able to, 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 to do this if they put the tickets on sale, you know, especially for the prices that they, that they were at this point. Why? Is it? Do do you get the sense about this fan base? And you've seen this fan base really come out for you know when you did PA for women's basketball. Uh, what was that season where they just were on, were on fire that year? They twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah, was t- it 20, t- 20, 2010, 2011? Twenty ten. I remember they had a Kansas State game that year that I went to, and Devaney was just packed to the rafters. It wasn't a football stadium, but people jumped on them really quickly. What do you think it is here about this fan base, this team? This situation is it? Is it? Is it this team? Is it this fan base is just really enjoys winning and excellence that much? Is it that you know there aren't other as many competing things there to throw your loyalty behind? Is it that you kind of like the idea of having you like the idea of having uh, a fan base that can do these things and break records? When you look at it, how how does Nebraska get to be so unique with this thing in volleyball? I don't want this to come across as an insult because it's not. But this fan base loves itself. Some it's fan. I mean, it loves itself. It really does. Right. Um, it's a it's a fan base that you know enjoys you know 
going to other people's stadiums and filling it up. Um, they, they, it, it, it's, it's, yes, it's rooted in supporting its favorite team, which of course started with football, but it has now grown into showing the rest of the world how great we are. And, and, and again, that's not meant to be insulting or, or a detriment, but that's what it's grown into, right? Um, you know, as, as the football program has struggled, the one constant has been the support and it's still there. And, you know, this was a program that had had a couple of losing seasons and took over Colorado Stadium and we'll probably try to do it again this year. Um, but in, in that interim period, where, you know, maybe things fell a little short on the football side and volleyball has grown, it's now branched out to other sports. And 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 people truly enjoy showing off to the rest of the world because, I mean, we all know it. It's flyover country. We're not very populated. We don't have these, we don't have these landmarks that people come to travel to us for. But the one thing we do and have always had was our support of Nebraska athletics starting again with football, but now it is branched out. And, and of course, volleyball has kind of, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, the sitcom all in the family, it's spun off like five different other shows, right? Volleyball is like the Jeffersons, the one that spun off and became a success all onto itself. And, and be, and because uh because the program's really good and people love a winner and then it's all oh, oh by the way it's also Nebraska and it's also representing our state and we also have a lot of players that come from here uh and and it's something that we built on our own by ourselves and kind of made special and unique and so it's all of those things and Nebraskans, this is this is the one export that we have that we're still very proud of, or we've been, always been proud of, and 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 that other people outside of the state will recognize. No one cares that our that the corn comes from here. They should, but they don't. <laughs> um, but this is this has always been Nebraska athletics has always been our our chief export, and this particular program volleyball has been our chief most successful export of the last 20 years. And so I think it's all of those things that have that have led to this moment. And again, I, I'll say it again, the star of tonight while, and, I, and it's great, by the way, that, that, and I heard John Cook yesterday talk about, you know, this is the first time we've really had a chance to welcome back a lot of alums because there's usually not enough room inside of Devaney or the old Coliseum to right. to bring everybody back. But now there is. And so I, I'm glad for the volleyball program they can celebrate itself. But the real stars tonight will be the 90,000 people in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. It, it really is remarkable. I think that's a great, I mean, I think that's a great explanation to, to answer the question as well. It's, it's probably better than I could have done, but there's uh there's a lot go that goes into it and there's going to be a lot of pride in this thing uh especially if they get their names if Nebraska gets their name at the top of a, several record books with all of this 
and sticking it to Wisconsin doesn't hurt as well um, with, with, the, with the whole thing. You're right. I mean, I don't know if there I don't know if there are many other places that could do this. Yeah, I was going to have it's it's uh, you know however many thousand they'll show up at Kinnick for that basketball game. Um, I'm not sure. You know, maybe because of the success that Oklahoma softball has had, but maybe yeah, maybe. But I don't. It, I'll get. I'll say this: they might be able to approach it. It'll take them more than three days to sell it out. That's probably true. Yeah, I think this is truly. I yeah, I think all things considered, and and again that it's it's a uh, you know a non conference the, the game and the matchup and no slight to you know because they played a five set match last year, but it's not like it's the matchup too that is what's being sold here. Either. That's yeah, that's the other thing. I, I think in order for this to happen. Um, it would have to be like a an A list matchup. Mm-hmm. Again, here it's it's not to not to put down Omaha volleyball, but it's it, you know it's this isn't Kentucky, this isn't Wisconsin, right. this isn't Florida, this isn't Penn State, right? 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 This is this is With- this is a match that in most nights would have you know. Yes, been observed, but that's about it. It's just your run-of-the-mill non-conference match. Yeah, when Wisconsin did it, their recent one at the Kohl Center, that was against uh, Wisconsin, uh, Florida. So, right. Yeah. Uh, all right, hey, real quick, a couple, couple of football questions. There is a football game in two days, but I thought Matt Rule's uh, press conference yesterday uh, was was really interesting at a couple of points, and I'm curious your your response. One of the, probably the most interesting thing, he was asked, he was like, the question was from a reporter who I think, you know, had an idea of what kind of answer he was going to get and didn't get it at all. He said, with the way Minnesota plays, how important is it to start fast? And and Matt Rule's answer, paraphrasing, was, I don't talk about starting fast. I'm not interested in talking about starting fast. They started, I think he said, started fast a lot of times last year. Uh, it's about... It's about finishing fast. He says, if they run back the opening kickoff, I'm probably going to smile. If they're down 17-0... to zero, I'm not. I'm not going to be freaking out or worried. It's about the end of the game. The end of the game. The end of the game. Um, I know he d- has not specifically, generally, he, although he kind of alluded to it there, referred to what's happened previously when he wasn't here and doesn't want to speak to what was here. But did that strike you as him being acutely aware of how often that problem cropped up last year and really realizing that that's some restoration that he needs to do with this squad? Well, if you, I mean, if we've been listening to him all off season. He's he's always been about we we need to be the best team in the fourth quarter, right? Um, that that's been something that's not that he's an been uncommon. Pushing. It's not an uncommon thing for a coach to say, too. Just no, it's to, not. For, but for he's me, really pushed say, that. Yeah. He's really pushed that throughout the entire off season because that was something you know that he, that that you know he and Tom Osborne had talked about, and and so I do think it is it is a very conscious a conscious effort to to emphasize hey we need to sprint to the finish line we need to be going our top speed when we break the tape now that said um you still need to start well i mean if nebraska's down 17 nothing to minnesota that's not going to you can have the you can have a really good fourth quarter but it, it, it's it's going to have to be an amazing fourth quarter if you're going to win the game mm-hmm. you, you you don't want to overemphasize one part of the game or the other because it, it, the the end result is the culmination of 60 minutes not of the last 15 and matt rule knows that but but i think the reason why he you know answered the question the way he did yesterday was he really wants this team to be peaking at the end and it's and it's a 
it's a it's a process of this is why we work a little harder this is why we drill the things that we drill you know uh, and 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 we need to make sure that by the end of the game they're the ones you know who are gassed and you know we're the ones who you know are finishing strong so yeah i don't i don't think listen matt rule's not going to turn away a good start and i'm still kind of debating in my own head how nebraska is going to call its first few plays are they going to try to ground and pound or is this an opportunity to to you know turn jeff sims loose because we're doing exactly what the other team doesn't think so there's going to be that mind game, and that's another one of the many things about the game on Sat on, on Thursday that I'm going to be interested in. Uh, but but how they start it and how they call those first few plays, those scripted plays, if you will. Yeah, that that's absolutely true too. And and then the other thing I was last thing I was wondering, do you like the idea of returning every single kickoff, no matter where? No, you, well, I guess he said it may if they land in the end zone, he may not. But no fair catches outside of the end zone for kickoffs and not taking it to 25. Well, I, I mean, it, again, that's one of those things that sounds great in theory, but you also got to be situational about it. I mean, if if Nebraska faces a team that has a really good directional kicker and they can, you know, kind of aim it to a spot where a guy make maybe has to catch the ball outside the hash mark inside the five yard line, um, you know, that might be a spot where you do have to call the fair catch. So you got to be smart about it. I I understand where he's go- coming from. That you know. We want to always be moving forward, but you also have to be very situational about it as well. And it also depends on time and score and, you know, maybe what the weather conditions are. Um, but ultimately, yeah, they'd like to return more kickoffs than they fair catch, but you also don't want to just forego it simply because of, you know, some kind of machismo or bravo or bravado or, or you know, hey, we're this is the way we're always going to do it. Um, but I understand the point behind it is he wants his guys thinking, I can return this, yeah. I can make the play, I can use my athleticism, we can block this well, we can get extra yards. Yeah. Anything is better than 2021, ignore special teams as much as possible. Yeah. Bingo! Yeah, well, the mean, last thing we need is a replay of the opening game two years ago when special teams literally put Nebraska in an early hole. What I mean, it did remind me, when I used to have Corey Ross in here, he talked about, I think uh, Ron Brown coached the special teams at that point. I, I could be mistaken, but Corey Ross always used to tell me, he was like, we did not have the option of calling fair catches on punts. No. He <laughs> basically we didn't have the option. So <laughs> I guess it's not it's something that's happened in the past before, but we'll see how it plays out, actually, in practice. All right, next time we talk, John, we will have a... Uh, Boy, we'll have a record to talk about. We'll be two days away from the Colorado game, which is crazy. But here we go. Oh, Coach Buckle Prime. Up. Coach Looking Prime. forward to all the hype. <laughs> all right. Have a, uh, have a good show today, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Drop down to 62 Thursday. Mostly sunny skies with a high temperature back up to around 88 degrees. From the 1011 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Brad Anderson. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. That is it for the show. Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Pre-game six. So we got Dan Parsons coming up uh, at 5 o'clock. And he is going to have John Mabry, who is going to be joining us on his book, Nebraska Volleyball, The Origin Story. So right into that, he'll be live in Memorial Stadium. Then we will go to Memorial Stadium at 6 o'clock for pregame. First serve of the match scheduled for 7 o'clock. Back here tomorrow for the Thursday Friday Husker tailgate on Thursday.